Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Well, good morning. You can have a seat. Uh, you were here last week. We are changing up our typical order. Um, we are going to come back in just a few minutes and um, sing some more songs together uh, just to enter into a different type of uh, worship, different type of singing together, uh, more of a response to what God uh, would say to us uh, in his uh, word today. And so uh, we are in week two. If you came in a few minutes late and you missed the, the welcome, we're in week two of a series called Ghost Hunters, where we are looking and, and, and investigating and hunting for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I grew up in a church that we didn't call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. We referred to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Ghost. And when you said it, see, I got some amens from this section right over here. <laughs> Grew up in that kind of church, too. And when you said Holy Ghost, you didn't say Holy Ghost. You said Holy Ghost. Amen. You kind of emphasized it a little bit more. Anyway, I've got three weeks left to share everything you need to know about the Holy Spirit, which is a little bit of pressure because the topic is very vast and there's a lot of material in the Bible, there's a lot of experiences that you and I have had that we could dive into. And so what I'm looking for is a creative tie-in that may help us um, in our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. And I figure that I love Apple products so much. I mean, right now I'm going to be speaking to you my notes are on an iPad and I've got an iPhone in my, in my pocket. I figure Apple works for everything, so surely Apple could work for a tie-in and a message about the Holy Spirit. And so I began thinking this week about my phone, and I thought, I really love my phone. I really love the Holy Spirit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I appreciate that. Whoever said that was really a good laugh. Um, no, but I really did. I started thinking about my phone. I said, Lord, how does that, you know, how can I relate those two things? Because I use my phone for everything. Send email from my phone get phone calls out, you know, surely there is this device that you can make phone calls from now in your pocket. It's called a phone. Anyway, not just for accessing the internet, but I can access the internet. I can check football scores. I can send a text message to my wife. I can do all sorts of different things, all sorts of different communication possibilities with my phone. And as I'm thinking about my phone that I love, that's very dear to my heart, my Apple iPhone that, that, I, it's, it's like tethered to me almost, I feel like, you know. I began thinking about my first phone. Does anybody remember this? I posted this on Facebook. I said, anybody, if you can guess what it is, you can have it. Nobody could guess what it is. Anybody remember this piece of technology? The bag phone. This was my first phone, y'all. It was the bag phone and, and, and the bag phone has literal buttons that you have to push with a cord attached to whatever is inside the bag. You never opened the bag. At least I never opened the bag. There's a huge battery in here, you know, and you would make phone calls like this. Now my first bag phone that I ever had, the only bag phone I ever had came from my dad. I got it at Christmas. Bag phone doesn't want to stay where it's supposed to stay. All right. I got it at Christmas. It was a Christmas present. My dad bought me a bag phone somewhere around 96, 97, something like that. Um, living in West Virginia, 
if you're not aware of that, I, I grew up in West Virginia. My dad bought me the bag phone because he was nervous about my safety. You see, if you're not from West Virginia, you don't know this, but the ratio of mullets and rednecks is a little bit higher in West Virginia than in other parts of the world. Um, and so because of that, my dad wanted to make sure that should I be stranded, should something happen while I'm on the road, I would have access to call for help. So he got me the bag phone. And when he purchased the bag phone from Zach Morris, he told me I have two rules, two rules of using the bag phone. Rule number one is this, never, ever, ever use the bag phone while you're driving, which I never make a call while I'm driving, ever. So I pretty much failed rule number one. Um, he told me, son, if you're gonna make a call, pull off to the side of the road, make your phone call, it's not safe to call, and talk on the phone while you're driving. So I said, okay, dad, I'll do that. Um, rule number two, and here's what totally invalidated rule number one. Never, ever, ever, Use the bag phone, son. What? Son, the phone has about 30 minutes a month on it. And if you go over that time, it's like $1,572 a minute. <laughs> Don't use it. Ever. If you have an emergency, you may dial 911. But only if there's blood involved. If there's no blood, there's no emergency. Don't use the phone, son. Dad, why did you get me the phone? For emergencies. Okay. Well, now, if you and I were, were going to go out to lunch, and we were sitting together, and we're talking, and we're catching up, and we're, we're sharing about our life, and I received a phone call. And I lean over, and I pick up off the, you know, out of my bag or off the ground, my bag phone, I set it on the table, and I answer it. Hello? What would you do? What would you do if today, tomorrow, I, you and I were sitting there at lunch and I answer my cellular device with the bag phone and I say, oh, hold on a second, I need to take this outside. What would you do? Odds are you would say, Pastor Josh, um, I, I need to inform you that technology has advanced a little bit since the days of your bag phone. That we have advanced the possibilities of a phone. You no longer need a phone with a big battery and a big antenna that you have to stick up. Actually, I had one that I could plug in and put on the top of my Ford Ranger. It's a big magnet. I got better reception. You needed that in West Virginia. Mountains. You would say to me, Pastor Josh, I think your phone is outdated. I think your communication device needs an upgrade. Pastor Josh, I don't know if you're aware, but there is an upgrade available for your bag phone. I would say, what are you talking about? You would say, you can get something that will fit in your pocket and you will be able to talk to more people and do more things and experience life in a different way if you just drop 
the backbone. Now, I didn't come to you, talk to you. I'm not an AT&T representative or a Verizon sales rep. I didn't talk to you about phones. I came to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. So many believers today are stuck in an old way, follow me, an old way of relating to God, an old way of communicating with God, an old way of, of, of talking to Him. They're stuck there, and it's limiting their capacity to experience all that God has for them. It's limiting their ability to communicate with God. And I'm here to tell you this morning that there is an upgrade available. There is a person whom you can have a relationship with that will take your life from the world of the bag phone to the world of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is not intended just for you to be able to, to get a prayer up when you're in trouble. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is not to make you feel goosebumps when we sing that song that you really like. The, the, the person of the Holy Spirit is so much bigger than that. It's, it's, it's not, your, your, your relationship with God is bigger than getting to heaven when you die. It's so much greater and, and the possibilities are so much more than that. That, that it might feel like going from a bag phone that needs a battery attached to it and going to an iPhone. Open your Bibles or pull your Bible up on your smartphone if you have one with you today to John chapter 3. We're going to begin with verse 8. We're going to read a couple of verses in that. And then once you find that, if, if you have a Bible with you, uh, if you don't have a Bible, don't sweat it. We'll have the scriptures on the big screen behind me. It's also printed on the back of your program. So... Uh, you can follow along that way. If you don't have a Bible at all, just let us know and we'll get you one. Because you need a Bible at home if you don't have a smartphone. Um, anyway, in, in, this, in this passage, Jesus is having a conversation with a guy named Nicodemus. Nicodemus is a Pharisee. Nicodemus is somewhat interested in Jesus. He, he comes to Jesus with a lot of questions. He's going to ask Jesus, what does it look like to enter into the kingdom of God? He's going to ask Jesus how certain things are even possible. He's going to have this conversation with Jesus, and Jesus is going to tell him something really interesting right here in verse 5. Look at this. Look at this with me. Verse 5. Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. So right off the bat, Jesus is saying there's something about being birthed by the Spirit. Entrance into the kingdom of God comes via birth by the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone, and he uses the analogy again. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. You know, a lot, of, a lot of followers of Jesus, a lot of believers, a lot of people in general, their view of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is part of our lives. That the Holy Spirit is to use the analogy, to keep the analogy going, the metaphor going, we're going to run it in the ground today. The Holy Spirit is like an app on your iPhone or your Android phone if you haven't met Jesus yet. 
the Holy Spirit is like an app. And, and when you need to access the Holy Spirit, then you just open the app. And there you go. You can, when you need something that the app provides, then you just open the app. You just access the app. Because, see, here's the thing. We think the Holy Spirit's a part of our lives that we need only in certain moments, at certain times. You know, when, the, when, when, you, when you come into worship, well, yeah, 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 we need the Holy Spirit there. When, when we're praying to God, yeah, it'd be great to feel the Holy Spirit's presence. When, when um, you know, we're trying to study the Bible, yeah, yeah, we need the Spirit to, to speak to us there. When somebody's sick and we would like healing to happen or, or when, we, when we need really good God luck in a situation, then we'll open the app, Holy Spirit app, and try to connect. But then there are other times that the app is, is closed. We shut it off. Like when you're at work and you're doing whatever you do, you don't really need the Holy Spirit there. You just close the app. Or, or when you're at the ball game. Or you're at your kid's soccer practice. Or, or you're at the grocery store. Well, I don't need the Holy Spirit there. So I'll just close the app. Because, because we think and act like the Holy Spirit is something that's added on. It's just something added on to your relationship with Jesus. You can take it or leave it. Just the Holy Spirit, you can, you can have him in your life. But if you don't, not a really big deal. Because he's just something that's added on. You can operate your iPhone without that app. But what I've come to realize is that the Holy Spirit is not like an app at all. If we're going to use the metaphor, and this is the point number one, you're taking notes on the back of your program, you can write this down. The Holy Spirit is more like the operating system, not an app. He's more like the operating system, not an app operating system. You see, in, in John, what the passage we just read, Jesus is talking about entering into the kingdom of God, coming into the, the community of God, and he talks about being born of the Spirit. Now, if I did a survey in the room, I'm not because this would be a really stupid survey, and I, and I asked, how many of you have been born? Everybody's hand would go up. Right? Because we have not yet developed the technology that allows someone to be alive without being born. <laughs> we have not developed that. And so we all know what it's like to be born. Don't remember it because that would be really scary. Um, but, but we know that, that when we are born in our lives, we are encoded with our parents' DNA. Who, who you are is, is determined a lot... Not totally. Obviously, your environment shapes you. The people around you shape you. But, but who you are is determined a lot. Your identity, brown hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes, tall, short, you know, big bone, small bone. Uh, those, your identity is shaped a lot by the DNA your parents passed on to you. So when Jesus says, when, when Jesus says you enter the kingdom of God by being birthed by the Holy Spirit, that tells us that, that the Holy Spirit is not an app. He is the very operating system for the life of a believer. He is our source and our strength. That, that like 
my phone, if it didn't have an operating system, and if you don't know anything about smartphones, think of a computer. If a computer doesn't have an operating system, it's just a paperweight. This is lifeless. This can do nothing without the operating system. It's just a bunch of hardware. It's just a bunch of, of, of wires and, and, and chips and, and a battery that has no, if it doesn't have an operating system, it doesn't know what to do. It just sits there like a paperweight. You can do nothing with it. It's the same thing in our lives. If we are believers in Jesus, we cannot operate life without the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. He's, he's bigger and he's more than just goosebumps when we sing that certain song. Because here's the truth. There were songs before you met Jesus that gave you goosebumps. And when you listen to them today, Jesus isn't anywhere around the song and it still gives you goosebumps. It takes you back to that day with that guy or that girl in that relationship and you get all reminiscent and remember the Holy Spirit is, is not just some feeling that you feel when you come into church. We act like the Holy Spirit makes a cameo appearance in our worship service. Like, like man, there was that song and, and I really felt the Holy Spirit there, but, but then the other one, I didn't feel him so much because, you know, there was a mistake or, or I just didn't like that song. I, I really felt him there. Well, what is that? We're, we're treating the Holy Spirit like, like he's just something that we add on on Sundays, like he's an app. Yeah, well, when I need him, I'll access it. If I'm in crisis, I'll dial Holy Spirit 911. When the reality is that he is the very source of our life. Here's how the New Testament describes a believer. Pre-Christ, before you meet Christ, you are dead in your sins. Sound familiar? Lifeless iPhone with no operating system. You're dead. But when you meet Jesus, and as Jesus says, when you are birthed by the Holy Spirit, now you are alive in Christ. What makes you alive in Christ? The presence of God's Holy Spirit. He is the very source and the very strength. He is, the, he, he, he is what animates us and, and motivates us. He is the only hope we have for any real change in our life is the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us and bringing what, what he does on the inside to the outside. That's the only way we can change. You can't change by trying harder or doing better or, or being really, really, really disciplined. No, what, what enables you to experience transformation, what enables you to experience change is the presence and life of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Point number two, continuing the phone analogy. In relation to the Holy Spirit, many of us are living in spiritual airplane mode. Now, if you don't know what airplane mode is, let me tell you what airplane mode is. I have this feature on my phone. If I, if I slide up, there's a little airplane button. If I hit that button, what it does is it, it suspends my phone's ability to send and receive communication. What I mean by that is it I cannot make a phone call and I cannot receive a phone call. You do this when you're on an airplane so you don't mess up the, the navigation and aviation systems of the, of the plane. I can't send a text. I can't log on Facebook. I can't receive an email. The only thing I can do is whatever is on the hard drive of my phone. 
I am limited to whatever is actually in the memory of this device. So many of us as believers, we are living in spiritual airplane mode. We're forgiven. That's good. That's good. We've experienced his grace. We're going to heaven when we die. But we've switched off our sensitivity to the voice of God. We've, we've cut communication with the source of life. We're not anticipating him actually speaking to us. We're not aware that he wants to speak and move and provide and lead and, and do all sorts of things in our lives and lead us in directions, but we've suspended transmission. We're living in spiritual airplane mode because we don't anticipate that he really wants to talk to us. Matter of fact, many of us, because let's face it, many of us think it's weird to hear God speak. Because you met that person. I met him too. You know what I'm talking about. That person who always is hearing from God. They always have a word. And that word always needs to be shared with you immediately. Listen. Too much. You know? Let me give you, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. I went to school in Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee is the home of several different denominations. Um, and, and quite a, you know, a number of Pentecostal, spirit-filled denominations. It's part of where I grew up. Uh, headquarters right there. One day, I'm in college, okay? So all, of, all that that entails, I'm in college. I I'm, I'm, I'm I'm know that I'm going to be a preacher. I know that I'm going to be a pastor. I know that that's the direction God's moving in my life. And so I'm there. I just started. I had a friend named Brandon, not my roommate Brandon that I've talked about before. This is a different guy. His name was also Brandon. It was really weird when we all hung out together. Had two Brandons. Um, anyway, he and I go to the mall, Cleveland Mall, Bradley Square Mall. That's what it's called. Forgot what it's called. Um, and we, I'm, I'm interested in getting some new cologne. I want some new cologne because I want to smell good. I don't really know anybody on campus. And when I meet them, I don't want them to think I smell bad. So I'm looking, I'm interested in new cologne, okay? So I go to this store, this department store in Bradley Square Mall called Profits. Obviously, this story is going to be interesting. That name gives you a clue what this story is going to be about. It's real weird. Um, store called Profits, and, and Brandon and I, we go up to the counter, and we're talking to the, the you know, person that's going to sell us cologne behind the, the glass thing. Her name's Smokey. I'm not making that part up at all. Her name's Smokey. She has she has kind of frizzy, um, frizzy kind of dirty blonde hair um, that's kind of unkept. It's just kind of going everywhere, and she's in what you would expect a cologne selling person to be wearing, kind of like a business uh, attire. And we're talking to her first. It's just kind of normal. She's showing us cologne, things like this, things like that. And she finds out that we are uh, the university students. She finds out that, in just in our conversation, she finds out that I feel like I'm, I'm called to be a preacher, a pastor. And then Smokey steps out from the counter. And this wasn't the weird part, though. She steps out from the counter, and she lays her hands on my stomach and my friend Brandon's stomach, and she starts shaking our bellies like we're Santa Claus. <laughs> And she starts calling fire down in the middle of prophets. Fire! You know, that's not the weird part, okay? Because here's the thing. When you, when you accept that you have been called to be a preacher, those kinds of things happen to you. 
that's kind of normal. Either you get one of two responses. Either I'm going to lay hands on you and, and preach a word over you. Okay, fine. I know that's coming. Or you get, I hate Christians. I can't stand Christians. Which is both, you know, that's great too. That wasn't the weird part though. Here's the weird part. Here's the part where I'm kind of like, Smokey, why you got to be so weird? She does the fire thing. Steps back. She finishes her prayer. It's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm down for any word from God. Any place. I don't care even if I'm in the middle of a prophet's department store. Give it to me, Lord. But she steps back around the counter. And the cologne that I had picked out that I thought smelled good, which I wasn't really going to buy because I just needed to find a good aroma because I'm a college kid. I'm not buying cologne at a department store. I don't have that kind of money. What kind of world is this? I'm not buying $50, $60 cologne. I want to find the smell and then go to Walmart and get the knockoff. Okay, just being honest. She looks at me. I've got the cologne like that I like, and she says, God told me to tell you, um, um, don't buy this brand of cologne. You need to buy this brand of cologne. First, I wasn't actually going to buy cologne from you. I just needed to get the right smell. Second... I don't think God's primary concern in my life is which brand of cologne that I purchase. And plus, by the way, the one you want me to buy is more expensive. What's the smoky? Why'd you have to get weird? You've met that person. That always, and that makes us so skeptical about, about God actually speaking to us. And, and here's the truth. Man, look at this. John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Look what he says. He says, but when he, the spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, which tells me he will speak. <laughs> that it's not weird or odd that God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, actually speaks to me. Look at this. He, he will speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come? It's not weird that God would still speak to us. It's weird that God doesn't speak to us. Look at this, verse 14. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. The Holy Spirit will guide us. The Holy Spirit will, will tell us the ways of God. Listen to me. God wants you to know his ways. God isn't trying to, to play spiritual hide-and-seek with you or, or spiritual phone tag with you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you. And the problem isn't that we have the wrong equipment. The problem for many of us is, is, is that our phone's in silent mode. Our phone's in spiritual airplane mode. We've cut off. We're not expecting him to talk. We don't think that he still speaks. But I think God's got some messages, some texts that he's trying to send us, but we got our phone on airplane mode. What if, what if, it, the, what Jesus says in John 16 here, what if God still speaks like that? What if, what if the Holy Spirit still lives inside of ordinary believers like you and me? Listen, I don't have some kind of preacher app, <laughs> On my, on my Holy Spirit phone that allows me to hear from God in a way that you cannot. 
We all have access to the same Spirit, the same Savior, the same grace. I hear from God, so can you. It's, he, he has provided it through His Son by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Here's number three. And this one you're going you're gonna to think is real, like, you know, we're, we're hitting the, the bottom, like, bottom run of the, of the pole here. Number three, the Holy Spirit is God. Remember in John 14, Jesus says, I'm sending one just like me. Just like me. If you know me, you'll know him because he's just like me. The Holy Spirit is God. And you say, well, I kind of know that. We know that. Holy Spirit's God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're good. You know, side, side story. Um, last Sunday night, I, had my, I love my church t-shirt on. I went to 7-Eleven, right, right beside my house. And a woman was there. She was working at 7-Eleven, and she says, um, you love your church. What church do you love? So I'm like, sweet, free opportunity to invite her to church. Uh, Vertical Church, we meet at Regal Cinemas in Greenbrier. It's great. You should come check it out. Oh, that's cool. And so we, what kind of church is it? Well, you know, we believe, we point people to Jesus. We believe it's all about Jesus. We love Jesus. And here's how I knew that, that she was not as, um, that she was a little bit, she was hiding something from me. She says, well, do you believe in the Trinity? Well, it's not funny to you. That's really funny to me. Because, because I'm like, look, if you're asking me questions about the Trinity, then there's something else going on here. Like you got a little bit more knowledge than, than you're uh, letting on. Of course, we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's all good. And you'd say, well, you, of course we believe that. Really? Like, I'm not sure. If, if we believe it, we certainly don't act like we believe it. Because oftentimes the way we speak about the Holy Spirit suggests that he's just a power to be felt. We'll, we'll talk about, did you feel it today? You know, this, the, the whole message today and last week, I've never referred to the Holy Spirit as an it. Because he is a person who wants to have a relationship with you and me. He is a personal, relational person. We have this, we have this attitude like, like it would be really great if, if the power just came down and fell upon us. Look, everything will change in your life when you realize that the Holy Spirit is not some power up there waiting to descend upon you, but that the Holy Spirit, if you are a believer in Jesus, is in you. He's inside you. God has deposited himself in you. That's what's living inside of you. That's who's living in you. We talk about, you know, I have Jesus living in my heart, which I never really figured out. I kind of thought he was like Tinkerbell or something, minus the wings. The Holy Spirit is living and breathing inside of us. You see, we tend to think that God will send his power when we get it right, when the truth is, is that God will send his very presence so we can get it right. You don't have to get it right for God to send his Holy Spirit to you, for God to deposit himself in you. The presence of the Holy Spirit is actually what enables you to get it right. We don't get holy and then get the Spirit. We, we receive the presence of the Spirit so that we can be holy. He actually changes us and transforms us. Look, the Holy Spirit wants to be the closest 
companion in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and guide you and be with you and be in you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak through you. He wants you to know his presence. He wants you to, to be sensitive to his voice. You know, sometimes on my phone, I've got so many apps, so many different sounds. I, I just changed all my sounds on my phone a couple weeks ago. And I knew, at, before I changed them all, I knew what every sound meant. I knew what the sound for text message was, and I knew what the sound for an email was, and I knew what the sound of, of my, my ringtone was, and I knew what the sound of my alarm, I knew all the sounds. And then I changed the sounds. And I could not recognize what my phone was trying to tell me. Some of you are already going there, aren't you? Some of us, it's not that we have the wrong hardware. And for many of us, it's not even that we've switched off the, the ringer. It's not even that we've switched off the communication. It's that we don't recognize his voice. We're not in, a, in such a relationship with the presence of the Holy Spirit every day, day by day by day, that we don't recognize the sound of his own voice. Pastor Josh, how do we get there? How do we do that? I don't, I don't know what he sounds like. How do I know when it's the Holy Spirit or when it's last night's pizza talking to me? <laughs> Scripture tells us that sheep know the sound of the shepherd's voice and another they will not follow. You want to know why they know his voice? Because they spend so much time with him. How are you going to know the voice of the Holy Spirit? How are you going to know that when, you, when you're about to send your little boy or your little girl over to that house to spend the night that, and there's something inside of you that's saying, don't send them because it's not going to be a healthy environment and you're sitting there, Lord, is that you or am I just conjuring up a voice? Lord, I need to know. How are you going to know if that's him? Because he'll speak it to you. I thought he just wanted me to grow closer to Jesus. He wants to lead you and guide you in every aspect of your life. Amen. How are you going to recognize his voice when your phone's been on silent for so long? Here's how you, here, here's kind of step, step number one. You, you start off by reaching out to him. You start off by reaching out to him. And here's what I'm going to invite you to do here in just a minute. I'm going to invite you to stand back up and I'm going to invite you to raise your hand. You say, I don't like raising my hands. That's, I didn't grow up in that kind of church. Well, this isn't limited to a kind of church that you grow up in. This is, this is a posture of, of life that says, Lord, I am surrendered to you and I am dependent upon you. Maybe he wants to say something to you this morning. Maybe he wants to remind you of something that Jesus has already told you. Maybe he wants to remind you that you are loved. Maybe he wants to remind you that he's forgiven your sin. 
Maybe he wants to tell you that he can forgive your sin. Maybe he wants to tell you, maybe he wants to tell you that he has not left you. He has not given up on you. He has not walked away from you. He'll speak to you if you'll listen. So while the worship team takes us into one more song, let's take this time of, of response as an opportunity. Not just to sing some words that are going to be on the screen, not just to sing another song for song's sake, not just to fill up a few more minutes, but to take the opportunity to reach out to Him. Open up our ears. Turn our phone on, on normal mode, receiving mode. Lord, I am receiving. I am open. My, my ringer's on. The sounds are up. Lord, if you have something to say, would you speak to me this morning? All over the auditorium, would you just go ahead and would you stand up? And, and I'm not terribly concerned if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, you know, we're not going to like come and slap you on the back of the head if you won't participate. But would you take just a few minutes and would you just go ahead and stretch your arms up to the, up to the ceiling? You're just saying, Lord, I'm surrendered and I'm dependent upon you. Not to sound too cheesy, but it's like you're sticking an antenna. <laughs> Lord, I'm here. And while we sing this song, the words of the song might be the words you want to say to him. Or you might come up with your own words. You might say your own words. You might want to tell him how much you love him. You might want to tell him how grateful you are for his grace. You might want to tell him how much, how, how thankful you are that he's forgiven your sin or that he's led you in a way that, that, that your life could have gone differently, but he has taken you along the right paths. He's guided you when you were thirsty. He gave you drink. When you were in need, he provided. When you were sick, he brought healing. You might just want to thank him. Let's take this song. And if you need prayer during this song, if there's something going on in your life, then you can meet one of our, our, our prayer team members along the back wall and they'll pray with you. And they'll pray for you. But, but better than that, what do you pray for yourself? Encounter God for yourself because he wants to speak to you this morning. He wants to speak to you. Lord, show us. Show us your presence this morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.